Something like that, I suppose. Oh, I totally. Mean, yeah. Window of God. Window of God. That's a pretty good art show idea. I I have yet to get a cranberry vodka out of the breast of another fiberglass statue. Yeah, and that so, doesn't happen yeah. quite often. No. <laughs> Live from Long Beach, California, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Book and Tiger Radio! With your hosts, Danny D and Andy Again, I am Dandy D. And I am Andy O. And our special guest for the week is... is the lovely Rachel Vine. Say hello, Rachel. Hi. Hey, Rachel. <laughs> good, good to have you here. Good to have you. Good, good to be back on Book and Tiger Radio. Brilliant, and welcome to uh, the lovely Omega Studio. Yeah, that's I the mean. first thing we got to know. Give us some impressions of what uh, the Book and... Uh, sorry, of the Omega Studios. What do you think? Uh, well... First off, Omega Studios is not terrifying in the slightest. Um, <laughs> that was said with such confidence. I mean, from a from a woman actually entering this venue, like it's it's. Any any highlights that you uh you would like? Here is what you're saying, though. Right? <laughs> no, it's got good stuff though. It's got a ghetto blaster. It's got um some some tiki. It's got some some pinstriping details. It's got some velvet. Na naked ladies. Yeah, certainly. It's got some sunglasses, like what, 40? So, top professional setup we got here. <laughs> yeah, as we kick the cord uh, out. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that, that actually happens uh, yeah. more than you like to believe. I mean, we, we, we have it set up so that way we generally don't have to restart conversations that often. But mm -hmm. once we get a little, we got a little bit of the brew going through us, we get a little confident. I mean, People get a little excitable. We start kicking shit right out of the walls. I, I mean, know. we're like we haven't tripped the breakers yet in here. <laughs> Pretty soon, you're gonna notice that this place is gonna get a little like a sauna. You're gonna have to remove a couple articles of clothing. We might have the shaman come through. Freaking, <laughs> and we're trying. Chant. We're trying to get her to stay, not to leave. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know yeah. if you're helping. Well, we're gonna have to start doing like a little rodeo with this. I guess we're gonna have to find out how long what? the guest lasts before they finally just go fuck this. I'm out of here. <laughs> Flip a table. Start, yes, flip a table. Exactly. Stardom. Yeah. That's how we're going to do it. But no, I'm, I'm psyched to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, hey, it's awesome. Great. It's great good to have you here. Hey, You're highly qualified. I mean, that was in stereo right there. Dan and I are working together. But uh, a little background. Let's introduce people to the Ms. Rachel Vine, a graduate of uh, Columbia University, New York, correct? Mm -hmm. uh, you work in the entertainment business. I mean, movies, television, production. Screenwriter extraordinaire, as well as mm -hmm. producer extraordinaire. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The bee's knees, I believe, is what they would refer to you as mm -hmm. over at the old MGM, the Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, yeah, as it were. Yeah, sure, yeah. 
Um, these are these are pretty factual things. Yeah. Very um, nice. Well, tell us. I mean, uh, now that you're you've already done the bicoastal type living. Yeah. Uh, in the graduate school, was there any other bi type living? <laughs> No, man. <laughs> no, I wouldn't even okay. know what to do. Okay, again, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Size are hard enough. This it's is like... the first question you got for our first female guest we have. Hey, did you ever fuck a girl? I, <laughs> I, I, I think I worded it a little. I, I eased her into that. I mean, I mean, it's only been 30 seconds, I think, of recording. We're not, we're not pulling any punches here. Yeah, I prefer to work with what I can see. <laughs> oh yeah, perfect. So there you go. I like that. So, so do I. Andy. Yeah. That's it. so. Man, mainly, that's why I'm not working, and everything I do is in the dark. <laughs> that's pretty much it. And we've <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. Well, welcome again, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back again. to Book in the Tiger Radio, Week uh, Eight, and also you, <laughs> Rachel. I mean, I'm not gonna leave you out of that. Danny D, tell me, man, what did I do this weekend? Uh, well, I mean, my buddy, uh, a mutual friends of ours who wishes to remain anonymous is in town. So that's, that's great. That's really cool. Yeah, hopefully he'll stop by the Omega Studios afterwards. You yeah, know. I mean, we'll give him a little tour around here, see how scared Definitely, he gets. yeah. <laughs> Why does he want to remain anonymous? Uh, he, some people just would prefer to remain anonymous for the yes. sake of uh, uh, work or, like, I guess, public record. I Yeah, and that that's okay. They're, they're more than welcome to. I mean, that that's... Essentially, like, he feels like he could get fired if, like, he, like, someone Oh, heard totally. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, see, there <laughs> yeah. you go. Yeah, all right. Some yeah. people would feel that way. Say no more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it, it seems that, I mean, our guests, that's the only time that we actually use a last name. Well, we form. try. We slip on a key. So, mutual friends over the weekend. Oh, yeah, mutual friends over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Nothing. Speaking... <laughs> But I, as far as my weekend goes, yeah, no, my weekend is, weekend is fine. I mean, I uh, got to meet uh, meet our mutual friend's new kid. That's always amazing, you know? Oh, yeah? He's four months old, but I got to see him. Kid's got, kid's got some monster legs. Jeez. Really? I would always <sighs> imagine he would be a little bigger in the nose area. <laughs> I'd always imagine, like, that would be the first thing that you notice. You'd be like, God damn, his legs! No, this kid. Yeah, kid's, kids, kids got kids some big legs. legs, man. I mean, he's got like that Yao Ming base to him. I, he's he's definitely. Uh, oh, oh, that one. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, I don't know. I mean, we got so many friends having it's, kids these it's, days. It's a little either. of the over under. It's heavy on the under, man. Hey, Jeez. Wow. Yeah. That's what you need. You need those stout. You got a little sumo yeah. wrestler on your hands. I got to pick up the kid for like about mm, three, two and a half seconds before he started crying. And I, was like, mm-hmm. I don't want nothing to do with this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do the same thing around you, Dan. <laughs> I mean, you, you try to swaddle me in your arms and I just have to let out a good cry. <laughs> How was your weekend, Andy? Well, actually pretty good. Uh, Rachel, her and I, we experienced something fantastic. Mm-hmm. The bond of matrimony. Ooh. We did. People taking the. You guys got married this weekend? Holy shit! I wish we did. I mean, believe me, had had we, that's it. I'd just throw this whole fucking radio show right out the the window. window. (laughs) Done. Goodbye, iTunes. Goodbye, all seven grand people. Fuck this. Rachel and I were going to go move to Belize. (laughs) That's it. Because my Spanish isn't very good. Well, neither is mine. I mean, we'll be living off of coconuts and maybe human sacrifice. Like. We're going to keep with the traditions, is what we're saying. We're very traditional right. people. Okay. How was the wedding? 
Wedding was Brock Brock Dukery. Brock Dukery. Yeah. Brock Dukery at its finest. Yeah, it was really lovely. It oh, was man. really it was really beautiful. It was really um Where was it? It was in their yard. Oh, awesome. Yeah, at, I've yeah. gone to Los Feliz. I've gone to some pretty Atwater good Village. backyard weddings. I there's something... Oh, that's Atwater Village. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, just that, just, oh, that's just right to set at that point. Yeah, just to set me straight. Mm-hmm. That's like, what are we like separated by like a street there? Like we're just out, just a little bit out of the perimeter. And a river, you know. Oh, cool. and the river. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know that 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 mm-hmm. hotel that we stayed at. All was right, that the I'm, Los... I'm calling fifty seconds. Oh, oh bitch! Geez, All right. Well, anyways. Yeah, anyway, it was it. You know, it was really. Um, it was just really cool to see. It was, you know, it was just it was friends and love. Yeah, and you really felt that. And what's really nice because I'm I'm in the middle of planning my wedding, mm-hmm. and it was really nice to see like the details were there where it mattered, and the the details counted for something. It wasn't just it's so. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm feeling like in the planning process, it's easy to get kind of sucked into the bullshit. Oh yeah, it is. It's a really explain to me what you think the bullshit is. I've never been married, nor have I ever I think proposed to anybody. At least not that I knew of. Proposed me one time. All right. That was after a late book night, book and Tiger Radio editing session. You've never proposed to like Dave or anything. I I would think that that would that would have happened. By now, at least. Well, you know, ever since Prop 8 got repealed, I mean, none of that <laughs> counts. None, none yeah. of that counts. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's amazing. Like, they have wedding blogs, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, blogs, but they're wedding yeah. oriented, and it's very easy to get really overwhelmed by some of the things that, you know, couples, but particularly, you know, the brides will do to sort of up the ante on like the cute factor and the cool factor right. and the kitsch factor or whatever and it's like it can be a little overwhelming as you're like starting I don't know for me like right no I think for everyone I mean there's a giant expectation that this is going to be some kind of tremendous event and it's I mean it's not like you went to high school and they had some kind of class on how to get married or how to have a wedding but we did actually <laughs> in my junior year at at the all-girls Catholic high school I went Good to. Good Christ. This in is our like religion class, we had to plan our wedding. My life. So this is in, uh, you were a rosary girl, right? Yeah. So junior year, I married Billy Corgan. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Congratulations. Thank you. And our, a van. <laughs> our wedding colors were um, purple and green, like Barney purple and green. Uh, okay. And that's an interesting choice. That's a very yeah, interesting bold. choice. That's it. <laughs> um... Yeah, and we got married, and um, I forget where we, I think we went to, like, Borneo or something for our honeymoon. In this project, did you actually have to, like, contact vendors and stuff, or Uh really? Yeah. And get, like, estimates? Yeah. No shit. We put together a huge binder. Did you guys have a budget? And then we had, oh, well, we didn't have a budget, but we did have to, like, price it out, and then we had to find a place to live after, and, like, you know, where we were going to buy a house and why. And, you know, and it was a whole, it was a whole thing. It's it's funny. And then I learned that a girl who was a year above me at Rosary actually used the binder that she put together huh. junior year of high school as reference for her wedding that she planned. Wow. No shit. Do you still have the said binder? No, of course not. But is, is, yeah. is, 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 your, is your junior year class Actually, coming? I shouldn't say of course not because I keep most everything. But no, I don't. I don't have my binder anymore. Is uh, is are you still going with uh, green and purple? <laughs> no, mm. I'm not. Um, no, I'm not doing. Okay, well, you know, 
So I never, I never had those expectations. There, there go the swans, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's never been me. Like I was never like a, I was never a girl who dreamt of my wedding day. Like it's, it's, you know, kind of surprising ah, really? that I'm having one. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Hmm. No. And if I did, it was always going to be small or like on an island somewhere or something. Hmm. I never thought of you as a girl who waited their wedding day. On the other hand, I always, uh, like, I think you've mentioned in the past that you, you like, really feel like you'd be a wonderful mother, which I think everyone who dates you would agree with that. Dude, in another life, I have like 12 kids and I'm barefoot baking bread in like a farmhouse. Fuck. That's I... like, you know, realistically in my mind, that's what I'm doing. Let's see here. Oh. That I think I'd be really good at. But, you know, given that I'm I'm 33 and, you know, just now getting married, I probably, you know, won't have 12. I probably just won't. I wouldn't have 12 anyway. I'm pretty, I'm pretty yeah, conscious yeah. of the, the carbon footprint. Exactly. So, well, you know. not in this day and age. Look, I mean, you, if you were a Mormon, you'd be, like, forced into that kind of thing. I think you could just go in uh, in vitro fertilization and just have all 12 at once, you know? I mean, carry them on <laughs> carry them on the outside of my body like a lobster. Oh, there my you God. go. Just that's, all that's... my embryos. I did oh, not know man. that about lobsters. You know what? I that makes me want to uh, impregnate a woman ever so more. Don't quote no, me we... on the lobster, but I'm Don't pretty sure that's how they do it. You're like, man, if I was a crustacean, <laughs> if I could just do it that way, if I could just impregnate a woman all over the outside of her, because realistically, well, it seems like I do that anyway, <laughs> but it doesn't take. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm 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 your I'm your good old fashioned Catholic. I try to fucking yank out, you know. I try to bail on that like I'm DB Cooper, you know. Yeah. Freaking, I'm out with the moolah. You don't know who DB Cooper is? What? Do you know who DB Cooper is? Okay, DB Cooper. What? No, hold on. <laughs> no, I was actually I just came up with a nickname for you in my head that was Uzi Omega, but you know. Well, yeah, I, the Omega pullout. I really don't know what, what is that going <laughs> to be. There we like? go. The Omega ooze. <laughs> The Omega Ooze, that's it. <laughs> there you go. Aww. The Omega Facial. Those I'm sitting there. in the dark in Omega <laughs> Studio. <laughs> Don't worry, there's none of that Omega Ooze anywhere. Yeah, of course. I, I bet if we turned a black light on, there wouldn't be a touch of Omega Ooze anywhere. <laughs> Omega Studios, the secret of the Ooze. The secret, exactly. <laughs> yeah. or, was was that the tagline to Ninja Turtles 3? Or no, that's Ninja what? Turtles 2. That's it, the secret. Yeah. Go ninjas, go ninjas, yeah. go! That was a little fucking uh, vanilla <laughs> ice there for you. Brilliant. Yeah. All right, Andy, how was your weekend, man? Well, you know what? That weekend was pretty much the same weekend that I shared with her. But I ended up expanding a little more on that because I ran into an old friend of mine. Uh, we hung out over the weekend. We did a couple of uh, mind-expanding um, uh, 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 chemicals. Okay. You know? Okay. Had ourselves a... Uh, some fun with a brand new stereo system. I mean, I mm. she went out, bought one, I set it up for her, and uh, we partook in a little bit of the old MDMA. And then set, you set it up for her. And then I set it up wow. for her. There you go. And if you want to know a little more, <laughs> she you learned wanna, the secret wanna... of the use that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, brilliant. Blimey. Always yep. a class act here. <laughs> At Omega Studios. Really? <laughs> it really truly is. Omega Studios, nothing I mean, but class, yeah. Yeah, but realistically, it's one of those deals where we were talking about 12 kids, and we were saying, like, you know, you respect the carbon footprint. We got two amazing stories dealing with the carbon footprint and the people that still put 12 people on this planet in any given shot. First off, the Mormons. The Mormons. The lovely, fantastic Mr. Mitt Romney again seems to put one of those 24 feet in his mouth from the 12 people that he's put on the planet. 
Like, he, again, came up with this brilliant idea saying that his wife was on a flight where a fire broke out. Electrical fire. Which is pretty scary. I mean, I, I, I've i been in, like, turbulence, and I was freaked out. If, the, if that... If the cabin started filling up with smoke, I would be freaked right Yeah, out. no shit, right? I mean, I always thought that compressed oxygen was actually quite flammable. I mean, but then again, people used to smoke. I, I'm Again, I'm not a chemist, but I've seen the sign that say, if you're near an oxygen tent, like, don't please don't spark up next to the oxygen tent. I don't know if it's like, hey, you know what? You already have emphysema, granddad. Don't push it a little further. You don't even be smoking and taking in oxygen. I always thought maybe I don't really know where they set up the parameters Look, Andy, on the warning signs. You gotta, you gotta remember your oxygen triangle, man. There's three things that you need for fire, right? Well, yes. One of them is oxygen, oxygen. right? That's yeah. that's one of them. But you also need a like some kind of a fuel source, right? Uh, yes. Like wood or something. Okay. And then you also gonna need a sheer will spark. Right? <laughs> a spark, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's your oxygen triangle. So yeah. I mean. That's if you have an oxygen tank, it just means that you have one of the main components at so high you're gonna pressure. So you're high pressure. You're right. I think it's fire. more than anything, it's a high pressure gas. It's not the oxygen itself that burns. But no, yeah, no, because realistically, people used to smoke on planes all the time. And that I, I, I've, no, I've never done myself. I mean, and to go back and talk in one more circle, the D.B. Cooper thing. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, wait. I don't know who DB Cooper is. Yeah, exactly. We kind of skipped I was, and skimmed yeah, over that. I was that. trying to move on from that. You yeah. were, you were. But uh, the DB Cooper deal. Check out this bad boy. He was a man in the seventies that robbed. A, uh, he got on a plane. Oh, the guy I know who it was a Delta flight. Jumped yeah. Out, yeah. First man to ever jump with a parachute out of a moving jet somewhere over the, the Washington. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it was a jet. He was on like a passenger. No, airline, no, no, no. He no? was on a jet. But but he was on a jet. Was it a passenger I mean, jet. Passenger jet. But it was but like a, when the door opened in the plane. No 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 no. Because he was able to get down so, on one of so those here, hatches on. from the back, like like a like a loading dock. So, so hold on. So cabin's, you're ruining cabin's this. pressurized. You're ruining oh, the cabin's pressurized. So cabin's pressurized. But he came out of the like a cargo hold. Yeah. Okay. So that's where he escaped. He jumped out of the cargo hold. He oh. got access to that. Got in there. Lowered down like the cargo little ladder, mm -hmm. and then jumped out in there. But uh, they said everyone said he was super courteous on the plane when he got on. Uh, he treated all of the stewardesses quite well. And uh, then he demanded the money that he knew they were transporting on the plane, which was, I only think, like $25,000. He got the bags, went to the baggage, to the hold, and then jumped out of the plane. Mm. Jet. With. Well, there's, there's a little... It can never be seen again. I know there's a major hole. There's a in little bit, yeah. Well, yeah, no, I like You he, know he's listening to the show now from the top of the Washington Monument going, Damn you, Omega! Damn you, Omega! <laughs> yeah. Bringing the story back, they forgot! Yeah. Well, some of this money has shown up, and I mean, just the other day I happened to be watching a Pawn Stars episode, and they said that uh, since not all this money was, ke well, it was not marked, but they knew what <clears throat> bills were in transit. Mm -hmm. One of the bills they'd found in a river in Washington, and a man was on Pawn Stars trying to sell one of the bills from the D.B. Cooper jump, because they never found him. The, everyone speculates that, you know what, possibilities are from the height and the altitude. He, he evaporated. Yeah, he ripped to shreds. Like, he never... <laughs> no, yeah, I love so, all people. So anyway, speaking of this, you were, we were already talking about, well, the, the cabin's pressurized, okay? Cigarettes, people used to smoke them there. Yeah. But an electrical fire on this jet, everyone, you know, you can't breathe. Smoke's burning. I mean, we got a lot of electrical shit hooked up here in Omega Studio right now. If, you know, a little something sparks, yeah. we're going to start maybe choking on the exhaust here. Mitt Romney says it's it's tough because you're 
you're trapped in the fuselage. I mean, wouldn't it be nice if you could just roll down the windows and get some fresh air from the outside in? And it's like, yeah, we already know the basic physics of it. It's like, in order to breathe comfortably at an altitude going 500 plus miles an hour. But did you ever think that maybe he's a time traveler and that he was maybe a pilot in World War One, and so he is used to flying with the wind going through his hair? That is an interesting theory, Rach. That had not occurred to me. Wow, you know what? And generally, that's how I like to think. And I would have never thought that he was a time traveler from the past. Mitt Romney might be the Red Baron. <laughs> Mitt Romney is possibly the Red Baron. We definitely don't know that. We definitely know that he's not a time traveler from the future because he would have foreseen some of these right. mistakes he's made and tried to avoid. <laughs> tried to avoid those, but uh, unless he knows something that we don't. Oh, you're right. Yeah. The causality loop. He has to set it up for him in the near future as Mitt Romney five five point You know, the cyborg that actually gets elected into office. The cyborg who gets elected. They, they, they're like trying to say, like there, there's scientists out there today saying, please do not refer to Mitt Romney as a cyborg. Like you're, you're, you're really implicating terrible things about cyborgs. Like we could build a better cyborg than this Mitt Romney fellow. Yeah. I mean, this one's fucked up. Like you does, would, they, they would dismantle that one. Yeah, That's does, defective. Does, does Romney pass the Turing test? I'm not sure. Probably not, man. We're talking, he's letting Carl Sagan down. He's letting neo-futurists from all around the board, like, I saw double, once, double face Once palms. you lose the neo-futurist vote, I mean, is there <laughs> What are you going to do? That, that's, how, that's all Book and Tiger Radio is, you know, banking on, is the, the neo-futurist neo vote. That's all we need. Right. New topic. New topic. Fucking hell. Okay, and Elon Musk, if anybody knows about this man, you guys probably don't. I may have to educate you about him. Uh, he was one of the founding fathers and investors in PayPal. Mm -hmm. So I believe he's in his mid-40s right now. He's actually quite young. Uh, he founded PayPal, made him a grip of cash, and he parlayed that money into building and buying the name Tesla Motors. So he put forth a good amount of his wealth to start building the first Tesla cars. Uh, all of them sold out. They were the first sports cars, came out uh, about two years ago, hit the market. Uh, the company resides here in Southern California, Irvine, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. And uh, now, under the cover of darkness, he built Tesla supercharged stations across California with the promise that if you buy a Tesla Motors car, you will have <clears throat> free energy for life. So within the next five-year uh, timeline that he's given, there are going to be charging stations locally in, in, every, in, in a good distance and proximity of the car in every state. So that way you can travel across America for free in your Tesla car. Right, and what I also read was he was coming out with like a brand new model of Tesla car as well. I yeah, think. the Tesla S. Yeah, the Tesla S, which was going to be a lower cost, because right now he's just doing kind of higher end luxury model stuff. Yeah, the base model is going to start at fifty grand. At fifty grand, and what they're saying is like with uh, with this rollout, hopefully, in the if they roll out a couple new versions, if they make enough money on this, they'll be able to roll out next year's model a little more uh, <clears throat> cost efficiently. Right, and then as well, you know, third year. Hopefully, they're 
they're trying to get it down to 30,000 in the next three years, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, really, they're trying to do like a, they're just trying to take over the car market. Because if you can sell like quality vehicle at $30,000. It's a genius idea. But I think to yeah, push it. Yeah, but it's it... a genius idea that was already approached years ago. Like, did you guys ever see the documentary Who Killed the Electric Car? I, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, and that was. Narrated by Ed Bagley Jr. Mm hmm. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's something that. You know, I mean, I I don't know, and I, and I and I say this as a as a mere you know plebeian, but it's... say plebeian. <laughs> there you go. Most of it's plebeian. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Plebeian. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Perfect. I'm just, I, 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 I'm just I'm owning it. There you go. There you go. Well, I, I have a habit of, of pronouncing things. No, wrong it's okay. Don't worry them, about it. But We're... you know. Um, I I have the unfortunate habit of calling out people. Plebeian. Plebeian. I don't know. <laughs> it, well, yeah, but the other day you also said that. Uh, you wanted to keep people's name, uh, you didn't want to mention people's full name out of animosity instead of anonymity. So, I catch your shit, Dan. Hate as I see it. Yeah, hate as opposed to the unknown. Yeah, hate as opposed to the unknown. But we were talking about but anyways, <laughs> But anyway, I mean, what you, you know, what it ultimately kind of boils down to is um, who's in office at the time and who's going to stand in the way. And you know what? Back in the 90s, uh, Clinton was in office before pre Bush and in California. GM started putting in all of those charging stations, I mean, all over Southern California. I remember seeing the signs that said, Well, and like, some charging. of them are still around. Yeah. I actually per- got a ticket, personally, over <laughs> no, at, not yes, you, Andy. At, at the Fullerton train station. It was a uh, Earth Day, which is always on 420. There's generally a concert over at the Hub. It, there used to be, back in the day, say, in the Fullerton. Hub's still there? No, 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 no. It's now, like... The slide bar slide rock bar. fucking bullshit. It's it's for like it's, it's like for forty. And the Reagan years is gone also, right? Yeah, yeah that right really on. should have survived. I mean, that thing was gorgeous. Reagan years was an all eighties arcade, custom tokens. I mean, oh, yeah, I forget good. like nobody else. Yeah, nobody else knows <laughs> that. We got Look, exactly. Rich, you're talking to two point eight million billion people, right? Yeah, two point eight billion exactly. Oh, man. Well, anyway, so anyway. like I'm saying, personally, I fucking parked the car there because there was no parking. No one had an EV vehicle. And I just slipped my car right in there, grabbed the charger from out of the thing, and just kind of tossed it haphazardly underneath the car. Like, rather than open the hood and just jam it somewhere, <laughs> I just kind of stuck it underneath the car so there was a hose going in there and lodged it. Nice but, effort, friend. Nice effort. Yeah, it was terrible. The right. cops didn't, they weren't, they didn't tow me away, but they were like, yeah, nice work, jackass. Here you go. Here's your fucking ticket for the EV. 75 bucks. 75 bucks. Shit. Back then, man, that was freaking yeah. precious and, moving. But that's the thing. I mean, all those cars disappeared, and now, you know, now they're coming back. I mean, that's... Well, my... they didn't even allow you to keep those EVs. Right. Right. They've... Exactly. They took them back and destroyed them, crushed them, as a matter right. of fact. Which is crazy. Why would you do that? I don't know. It, and... Unless you want to destroy the entire market of, of electric cars. I mean, Or unless you're, you know, unless you're part of the Big oil. oil. I mean, come on. I mean, I saw that, and it said that yeah, the amount of jobs that uh, you are investing in, if you're with big oil, I mean, and internal combustion engine cars, vehicles, like, you have to build the oil filters and all the components, the gaskets and everything else. I mean, you're yeah. keeping mechanics in work. Like, realistically, these electric vehicles and these motors that they have can go damn near forever without ever getting dirty, without yeah. minimally breaking down. At the most, you replace magnets or maybe copper coils on the inside. That keep these, which are old Tesla, actually Nikola Tesla inventions, the induction motor going, AC power. 
what's really interesting is like the thing the prohibitive cost to these things is really the battery right mm-hmm. and they're just trying to like figure out new battery technology and i think they're getting a lot closer um well Dan, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, maybe we, we should maybe this should be our slow pitch right here, but it's not going to be. I'm sorry to cut you off, but if Elon Musk has this fantastic idea in his Tesla Motors, it, they they why not just be Tesla Motors? Why try to fucking sell cars? Why not just convert every car that you already have to a Tesla motor? I mean, start up your shops where you're like, bring us your internal combustion engine car, get a discount and subsidy from the government. And now we will put, we'll convert your car to a Tesla Motors car. Like, that's it. You don't need an internal combustion. You don't even need a new car. You already have the custom. Customize your car however you want. Car's just the shell. I think think the cost to, like, taking out the engine and completely redoing (laughs) it might be a little prohibitive. (laughs) On the other hand, I think you might have a point in terms of, like, if you want to pay enough money, the government will subsidy your, like, transition from uh, oil only to hybrid. Damn. That would be, you know, but I remember, environmentally... Dan, uh, like, again, back in the late 90s, it's like they rolled out the Hummer. Like, the Hummer all of a sudden became the fucking luxury, be-all, end-all. Like, there were people driving Suburbans back then. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't believe over here in Southern California. I would, I don't understand why that happened, to be honest. That was such a fucking ugly car, you know? But but it was a government subsidy, right? They almost, you can almost write off that entire purchase for that car if you got something that was oh, over know. a certain amount of weight. I'm pretty sure that's why people bought those cars. Oh, yeah. There was I an incentive to buy it. I thought they just bought them they were douches. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that. And also, they were getting the tax credit for it. I mean, it's a well, pretty fucked up situation. How do you get a tax credit for a Hummer? Well, you get like 10 miles to the gallon or something. Because ridiculous. you were actually purchasing more gasoline and benefiting the oil industry. Mm, Therefore, would, if I you would, were using it... I mean, I hope that's not true because that sounds very true. super I, conspiracy I would, ass- I would assume that like okay, just before assume. those cars came out, like, you know, there, was, there was like a certain cutoff for like the weight of a car, right? And maybe to like subsidize truckers or like in helping the, that kind of industry, like at a certain weight, then you're car was classified as something else and it was just one of these things where like a hummer it was classified as a classified truck classified as a completely different automobile and you could almost write the entire and that's car why off. it was subsidized huh. but you're cons- what about hummer stretch limos <laughs> that's definitely gonna Fucking be subsidized a. you know what Guys, there was a i remember hummer stretch limo with the jacuzzi in the back is that is that what's going mm-hmm. on for the rachel vine wedding wow well at least for the so. bachelorette <laughs> Ooh, I like just this. cruising through westminster Ooh, oh, yeah. a little Bing In Bong Hummer, Plaza there. My Hummer hot tub. Love it. Yeah. It's like little Saigon over there. Yeah, totally. Gonna I mean, fuck it up. Oh, I give you whatever you like, lady, baby doll. <laughs> okay. I mean, you wanna come? You wanna come here? Well, I treat you good, baby. No, I was, I was just gonna go and have delicious dinner, but you know, <laughs> I really love fun. Oh, I like your look. <laughs> you beautiful American <laughs> girl. Come here. I make a good deal. No, I was. You want fun? I fuck you all night long. <laughs> I the fuck king. I make the king fuck. There you go. You like that? Cheapo pie. I smoke cheapo pie on my butt cheeks. I got nothing to say about it. Hey, baby. You got girlfriend, Vietnam? Not just this minute. Well, baby. Me so horny. Me so horny. You keep lying. Me love you a long time. You pony? Yeah, we might party. 
How much? Fifteen dollars? Fifteen dollars for both of us. No, it's you fifteen dollars. Me love you long time. Me so horny. Fifteen dollars to Buku. Five dollars each. Me sucky sucky. Me love you too much. Five dollars is all my mom allows me to spend. Okay, ten dollars each. What do we get for ten dollars? We just had the Emmys come up. Did you get a chance to watch some of the Emmys, Andy? No, as a matter of fact, I missed the Emmys entirely. I mean, the only thing that I saw were like snippets and clips that are going by on the television in complete silence because I'm generally listening to music on my uh, iPhone all the time. And I see like, I think her name is uh, not Ava Longoria. But uh, what's that hot Colombian Sophia one? Sofia Vergara. Sofia Vergara. Her shaking her ass at some freaking show or some uh, uh, rap after party, after Emmy's party, ripping her dress like like two horses ripping apart a set of fucking Levi's jeans. Oh, she had that perfect ass. Yeah, just rip that dress in half. I mean, that's amazing. Like, I've, I've seen that actually happen in real life, but I'm kind of embarrassed about how that story <laughs> Does it, played did it, out. Did it happen to you? Is that what happened? No, 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 no. Okay, Michael Jackson died a couple years ago. I don't know if you guys <laughs> oh, knew this, okay? Let me, let me take you back there, guys. So it was a beautiful day, I think, in June. Oh. There I was yeah, in was Costa sure. Mesa. I was sitting on my computer. All of a sudden, over the text messages lawyer buddy of mine working with the firm up there in Hollywood says motherfucking Michael Jackson just died so she got the word first I mean he's still in in this mansion ambulances haven't even got there I fucking threw this shit up on Twitter immediately Michael Jackson's dead you without even looking I broke it story. dude uh -huh. I had Associated Press following me I had I fucking did it okay I hit Twitter never used Twitter as one of the first things I'd ever had I had fucking thousands of people follow me. They don't follow me anymore. I'm down to like 33. I busted it really fast. That's the only thing I've ever done great. Yeah. But it got me fucking boom. You broke MJ. Yeah. People were like, what? Why would this man say Michael Jackson's dead? I turn on the television, no word yet. Five minutes later, word just coming in, Michael Jackson's dead. So I just, by chance, happened to have my own attorney contact me. The first person, she's like, God damn, you know what? I wonder who wants to hear this. Oh, Andy wants to hear this, and then I fucking Twittered it. Finger but, on the pulse, man. Finger on the goddamn pulse. Yeah. But that night, my friends were like, we gotta get out there. We gotta fucking dance this shit away. Like, well, where are we gonna go, man? What are we gonna do? There's a gay bar around the corner who appreciates Michael Jackson. Let's get ourselves out there, and let's fucking... And don't stop till we had enough. <laughs> don't stop till we had enough. And my buddy gets out there, he's on the dance floor. I think don't stop till you get enough is on. And he's freaking doing this bump and grind. And honest to God, like a fucking semi-truck blowing out its tires on the highway, those camo shorts he was wearing burst into fucking fragments and threads. I mean, he was commandoing it. I mean, just bare ass cheeks. Are like, literally, I've never seen shorts combust and wow. rip. Like, wow. the people that were sitting at the bar that witnessed it, like, that point-blank range just gave each other this look like right at each other looked at me and then it was just 
hysterical laughter yeah, have busted out in this entire bar. I mean, Sounds there like was men, women, all. It was remarkable. Yeah. I could never ever recreate it on film. I mean, the only thing I compare it to is a truck fucking blowing its tires out and then just seeing bare ass and balls. Just He didn't stop. He wasn't like, you know what, fuck it. He didn't get enough. He didn't get enough. That's yeah, it. MJ, enough. God rest your ass. We went, we were eighth row. Oh, wait wow. a second, wait a second. Give the people the background okay. to these Prince shows. Like, what Prince. was the premise of God this? God bless question? him. So, Prince said, you know what? I want people who want to come to my shows to be able to afford to come to one of my shows. So, he did, I think it was 21 shows, $21 a ticket, wherever, wherever you bought the ticket. You yeah. Know? So, all, all seats, just strict $21. Um, so... I went, it was a total surprise, and roll in, we're eighth row, it's solid. Shaka Khan opened for him. He had different. It. He had someone different opening for him, like every show, every couple Maybe of shows. Maybe a little Morris Day in the time. Oh, Here's what's right. amazing, though. So Shaka Khan opens, and she's singing, and she looks down into VIP. And see, you guys are both looking away, but I need you to look at me no, for what oh I'm about God. to tell you. I, I'm, I'm already thinking, what was Shaka so, Khan? So, Shaka Khan, halfway through her set, she looks down at VIP, and she sees Whitney. Oh, wow. <gasps> no. She pulls Whitney onto the stage Ooh. to come and sing with her. And um, it was a mess. It was just a, oh, just no, a hot no. mess, and, and you can't even you can't even mess. laugh because it was it was so hard. And like I I adore Whitney Houston. Like when she died, I sobbed. I sobbed for hours. Like this was so like she was such a crucial part of my childhood. It just broke my heart. So anyway, yeah, I, and she was I, the greatest so jazz then, singer of our of to our be eighth row. Yeah, Prince Shaka Khan opening. And then to see Whitney on stage and just not keeping it together, and I was like, "Oh my god!" So she was brought she, her on. Was she just really? Was she her voice hoarse, or was she just completely slot? Tone deaf. It, no, she was. I mean, look, I. This is media. These, I don't want to. Yeah, you got to respect the dead. Yeah, sort of yeah. Well, you were but there. I mean, this it is was like rough. Eyewitness accounts. It was rough it's watching. Journalism at and this it, point. It was rough watching, and um, you know, and it's like. You know, Shaka Khan has had some some hits, and and why shouldn't Shaka know Khan them? had some motherfucking hits? Yeah, look. Shaka Khan is like a voice. Of so the 80s anyway, along with, okay. so then Whitney, you know, <laughs> on for one song goes back down. So then Prince comes on, and it's like it's such an epic show. It's like just when you think, oh man, he's tired. Then he like tears it up again, and then and it was cool because he was doing all this like weird jazzy like experimental stuff, and then he was like, you know, an hour and a half into it, he's like, 
All right, people want to hear the hits. So he like goes over to a keyboard, and he like hits a button, and on comes the hook for like Raspberry Beret. Sings <laughs> nice. along a little bit. On comes the hook for Let's Go Crazy, and he's like, you know, and everyone's singing along and partying, right? So then he sees Whitney. He brings mm-hmm. her up. Wow. Again. Again, and it's like, oh man. Oh no. Didn't you learn Don't the do lesson? this. Although he also brought up for Raspberry Beret. Cedric the Entertainer. Oh! Who I enjoy immensely. Wait, is he also... So was he, is he able to leave the restroom at that point? I mean, I'm imagining he's working the attendance there. Like, now who's attending the restroom? Uh, no. Cedric's yeah. an entertainer. <laughs> Look, the man... He was VIP. Oh, VIP in such a slick suit. The man's already died, too, Andy. God rest Cedric the Entertainer. No, you're Cedric talking... Cedric the Entertainer didn't he's, die. He's alive. It's oh, Bernie Mac. I'm thinking of Bernie Mac. Bernie, Bernie, look, look, look. We're respecting the dead. I mean, as long as Cedric the Entertainer is not entertaining, I'm going to entertain the idea um, that he was working the restrooms that night. No. All right. Both of you guys, all y'all are jerks. sort of listening to a lot in I love the last, this. you know in, in in the last week or so and it's George Jones um he stopped loving her today I don't know George Jones neither I do I I mean we're both looking at each other like uh Who, who's George Jones George Jones was a country singer um when I was in my early 20s I got really into like I got really into like old country like Merle Haggard and oh like late 60s yeah well I mean I would say from late 60s to like mid 80s okay Mm. you know before it got a a little Garth Brooksy a little Reba yeah um but you know just just sort of you know because I've always been I've always been someone who's fairly open to music and if it's good and if it if it's something that that intrigues me I want to know more about it and I want to I want to hear more and so um I had found George Jones because he did um, a duet with Willie Nelson of Gotta Get Drunk, and which I loved. And I so, like that. That's a good title. I mean, that's pretty much my my mantra. Yeah. So <laughs> he stopped loving her today. Um, it was funny because I hadn't thought about the song in a really long time. And then uh, recently I did a rewrite job on a script mm-hmm. where one of the characters referenced the song. Oh, wow. Oh. And so at the same time, I was in a CVS, and they had one of those CDs, Songs of Branson, Missouri. It was like you know four ninety nine. That's so funny that you mention the Branson, Missouri. You know who was big in Branson, Missouri? He had, I guess, a couple of shows that he was doing maybe a day. God rest his ass. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, he just the passed A-dubs. away. That's right. A little. Uh, Andy Williams, another Andy. Not very many Andys dying recently. I mean, I, I don't know. It's Andy Rooney. Thing. It's a good thing. It's I'm gonna try thing. to. I'm gonna try to stave that off. We're gonna kind of. I'm gonna try to stick around a couple more weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple more shows. <clears throat> um, but anyway, so this song, you know, maybe you can incorporate. Oh, we will. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. Um, it'll be a mashup between Andy Williams and this song. Mm-hmm. That we were talking. 
What, what, what was the song so, again, though? It, it's called He Stopped Loving Her Today, and it has this amazing, like, crescendo in the chorus, where it's like, you know, He Stopped, he stopped Loving Her Today, and they go, They placed a wreath upon his door. I'm sold. And you're just like, you're feeling it. Well, what I think is funny about the song is that I think if it was anybody else singing it, it could really run the risk of being cheesy. That was a real fucking bummer of a song, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, I was thinking okay. right now. Look, look, look. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's great. That that shit right there. I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to just lowball you on this one. I'm gonna oh, bridge you. Kick the sweep the leg. I uh. Sweep the leg. Like that shit right there. Super, but I, I, you pointed something out that I missed. <laughs> I mean, late, later on in spoiler the Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. He died. <laughs> he died. I'm like, you know what? Fuck. He was over that old Fuck, I should have been paying yeah. attention. Yeah, literally. This guy yeah. got tired of that you, old you, you, guys, you guys thought he, like, he, he found someone else. He was moving on. He no, he died. her today. You know? Well, he had know. a new one on the way. I was thinking something like that, but no, you're like, uh, hey, that motherfucker died. His brother turned him gay. His brother turned him gay. Now he is gay for pay. So he's not loving her today. But no, it was a beautiful song. I mean, he really did oh, belt it out. Fuck you. New <laughs> <laughs> yeah. topic. It's a while ago, yeah. Dan was taking a year off from school to do to to work in in the hospitals of the dead. <laughs> in Argentina. The hospices of Argentina. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. It wasn't and as positive was as it also, sounds like. And was also dealing with a breakup. Damn. And that was I've known you a long time. Yeah, you yeah. grab a beer. Grab a beer. I've known You're you a long time, deep, but that was. That was the darkest I've ever seen. A, 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 oh, Dan? a person. A person. Oh shit. A person. Yeah, you Ooh, were dark. You haven't listened to this. You haven't listened to Hook and Tiger Radio, man. We fucking <laughs> we've delved into deeper, darker. No, no, no. I lived this though. I I came oh. to Argentina. Dan and I. I landed in Buenos Aires. We immediately headed for the bus station. Took, that was awesome. Took a twenty-four hour bus. Oh my to god. Patagonia. Got some great wow. stories about the bus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the bus. Give me, give me a. No, no we're good. We're good. I was like, give me, give me a good Patagonia bus story. <laughs> come on, come on. Give me a summation. Come on, come on. Indulge me for a second. We should have gotten some and more beer. If you want a, if you want a Patagonia bus no, story? No, I, I can tell the story. It's fine. Right. Go for it, then. We were in Patagonia. Now, All at right. this point, I was a vegetarian. I've told and the stories. I had been a vegetarian for <laughs> mm-hmm. a huge chunk of time, for at least ten years of my life at this point. Yeah. And I'm in Argentina. Perfect. And everything, in some way, shape, or form, has beef in it. And you say, no, I just want it vegetarian. And they say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, you've got course. bones, you bones, know. yeah. So at, at a certain point, I just gave in. We were in Patagonia, and there was a lot of drinking in Argentina. I was There's in a, a lot of I was in a bad place in my relationship. 
Dan and his girlfriend had broken up. Oh. And he was working at the hospices with dealing with dead people every day. So we'd gone down to Patagonia, and we were there for like, I don't know, like a week or so, four days. Yeah. I think it was like two days. No, it, it, it was like a, week. a weekend. I God think. Damn. No, it was longer. It was... How long were you in Argentina for? I think I we was were... in Argentina for like twelve days. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So we weren't there. We weren't in. We weren't in Patagonia for a week. We were there for a weekend because then we had to come all the way back. Well, we were up. okay. We we're there probably half and half, like six and six, because then we had to come up. We were going to meet wow. another friend of ours who was going to okay. join us in Buenos Aires. So we have to take the twenty-four hour bus ride back from Patagonia to Buenos Aires because it had been four days. It was at least four days, because it had been four days since I'd pooped. (laughs) (laughs) All right, listeners, I'm sorry. We don't want everyone, we don't want people out there to think that we're like, we are world travelers, but... um, We're we're, cosmopolitan. Yeah, we're cosmopolitan. Like, like we're not anything Uh, super special. Cosmopolitan. I got free tickets to Argentina because I'd been in Peru the year before, (laughs) and they bumped me off my flight. I love it. So, talk about cosmopolitan. Queen of South America. We don't want to leave anybody out. That's all. I mean, that's all. We just don't want to... shut up. And Rachel's talking about her. This is the best poop story ever. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway. So, I'm like, Dan. Oh, man. I haven't pooped in forever, man. It's killing me, right? Oh, yeah. And so we go to the, you know, the pharmacia, and, you know, we get some laxatives, right? Some coles, a little fucking... Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm taking... So I'm like, okay, laxatives, great. And so I take them, and I take, like, half the box. Good grief. And I'm like, man, well, nothing's She takes happening. two, and then she's like, nothing's happening. Yeah. And I just keep taking Washed them. And I just keep Fernet taking Bronca. them. I'm like, man, nothing's happening. And Dan looks at the box. <laughs> Dan looks at the box, and he's like, reach. Yeah, the, this laxative takes 24 hours to kick in. Oh, lordy. So the next Fast day. Fast forward 24 <laughs> hours later. The next day we're on a bus. And here's the problem. We're on a 12 no, no, no. hour bus. Oh, no, it's 24. No. That 24. ride was 24. But here's the problem. Coming down from Buenos Aires to Patagonia, you are on luxury bus. I mean, the seats are crushed velvet. They play movies. They bring you dulce de leche, like oh, liqueur. Dulce de leche liqueur. There's a waitress on the bus. That just brings you that. The nice. toilets flush. I mean, it's heaven. Going wow. back up from Patagonia to Buenos Aires, you might as well be sitting in, like, a chicken bus. Like, people, like, people were it's stacked like on top of each other. Like, it was coffins. not, like, it was totally, like, one of those, like, chicken buses that you see, oh, you know, man. in, like, the movies Batman, where, yeah. where no people shit. are, like, sitting on top and sitting inside and, and there's chickens. So we're on the chicken bus. Oh, is that one of the chicken buses? I I was, I hope. So, you know, we were totally duped. And we're on the chicken bus. And I feel the rumble. I'm going to I'm going to take over for a second right here. So we're lower we're, we're halfway through the bus, right? <laughs> I got to Rach, Rach looks over and she is like <laughs> Oh my god, Dan. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god, when is this bus gonna stop? Is this bus gonna stop? And I'm like, I think we got three hours. Yeah, at least. And mind you, the driver has said time and time again the bathroom in the back is a piss only toilet. Yeah. It will not take other kinds of human waste. Please use nice. the windows. <laughs> Please use yeah. the windows. And so Rachel's just sitting there, and she's literally 
clutching her belly, right, with both mm, arms. Yes. She's got both arms reached Sweating. across her belly. Sweating. Oh, I've been in this she's, situation. She's looking bad. She's not looking. It's her tummy. Tummy's a rumbling. Oh, yeah. She you looks can hear at it. me. She's like, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I can make it three hours, Dan. Dan, I, I don't think my boots are deep I enough. Don't, I don't. I'm I don't blow out my boots. I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I, 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 I can't do this. Yeah. And I'm just like, Rich, back of the bus. Back of the bus. Back of the bus. Oh Please. man. <laughs> and I did. I did it. Got a girl. I did it. I did and it and all mind you over. again, mind you again, this is like. Five days worth Five days of... worth of poop and half a box of laxatives. <laughs> I would imagine that at this point, you and Dan are like, I, I imagine like oh. you're on these cliffs. Like there's only enough room for maybe a car, a bus and a half. You oh, know, like you're yeah, winding around like yeah. you're halfway out. Oh. Dan like lowers the rear windows. You freaking pull down your pants and he's like bracing you up, sticking your ass cheeks out the fucking... At, no, out this window, no. over the cavern. We did make use of the bathroom in the back. We made use of the and, bathroom. And so, I like, the funniest thing ever Aww. is Rach walks back up to the seat and just slinks down. Like, she's got her collar pulled up, right? And just kind of slinks down, yeah. folds her arms over her chest. And she's like, you don't think anyone's going to notice you. <laughs> 30 seconds later... Thirty it's seconds like, it's later. It's like when people do the wave and I'm stadium. We just hear a, a distant oh, and it just up the bus uh, until it gets to me, and I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> they stopped the bus. <laughs> they stopped the bus. <laughs> fire which was a totally separate incident Dan. i bet it was all right this is not gonna happen let's man. call it a night let's call, call it a night, night. Yeah, all right here we night. go <laughs> what we have left quote of the evening Ooh, that's me right that is you quote of the evening comes from quote of the evening comes from pablo picasso Ah, like this. Every child is an artist. The problem is how to remain an artist once we grow up. Hey, deep. Deep, um, my friend. Book and Tiger listeners, I'd like to thank Rachel Vine for being our guest this week. Thank you very much. <laughs> I would love to thank uh, Ivy League schools and Catholic schools for keeping a tradition of creative minds and fantastic stories that are being able to be broadcast over the Book and Tiger radio. And again, for Becca and Tiger Radio, I am Danny D. And I'm Andy O. Leave us, leave us a, leave us a five star rating. Five star ratings, we love them. On and iTunes. we know that you love them, but also, leave a comment. Don't be afraid. I mean, I know you, someone's going to have to be the number one to leave the first comment. Make it nice. Make it gentle. And Book and Tiger Radio. Make it nice.